Yes, that line falls on the right, babe. Ah. Not that Maggie. Where is he? Oh, I know. He's back in town. McMonagle here with you on this Wednesday morning. I got you for three hours. You know the deal. 877-337-6666. Fliegelman's back from the beach. Marco's here. The team is back. The gang is back together. And we got you for three hours. Let's go. 877-337-6666. Joe Shane and the New York Giants. It is the Combine. And today was his day to speak, and boy, did he. He went around, he did interviews with Giants Radio and John Schmelk, my good man John Schmelk. Obviously just the presser. He was on Sirius. I saw one-on-ones with SNY. Joe Shane's talking, and Joe Shane's saying the same thing Joe Shane, uh, Joe Shane has been saying forever. And it's gotten to the point now, when I hear it, I'm, and this is just my personal bias, because I can't believe... To the extent he says it, it's almost like a man who's trying to convince himself. That's what it's starting to sound like to me. Either that or he's just playing possum. I don't want to say call him a downright liar because I think on some level they do have a belief. They do believe in Daniel Jones. And why not, right? He won that Minnesota game. He sure did. Boy, didn't he ever. They did win that road playoff game. Can't take it away from him. He was spectacular in that game. He was solid that year. He was great down the stretch and then played the game of his life on the road in the playoffs for the New York Giants, beating the Minnesota Vikings in what is really their signature win of the last, you know, since 2011 Super Bowl. That's the best win they have. And it's been one of the darker periods in franchise history. So that bright moment sure weighs a lot now, doesn't it? But yet here we are, Joe Shane saying the same stuff about they trust this quarterback They believe in the talent. We've done a lot of things to mess him up. And I just refuse to believe it. You cannot be who Joe Shane is. You cannot be, as we heard also from being in in Buffalo and talking about trading up for Josh Allen and how important that was to his franchise. And, you know, you take a chance like that. The comments from him were interesting, too, about Josh Allen and the idea uh, as everyone's trying to get to the top of this draft, presumably for these top three franchise quarterbacks, because that's what you do when you don't have a quarterback you can rely on. And that's what you do when you're a fledgling franchise and you haven't won on any significant level for a decade. That's what you do. You try and find your franchise quarterback. And the Giants are picking sixth. There are at least what, you know, again, sure, everything's a crapshoot. Nobody knows exactly what these three quarterbacks are going to be. But that's what you do when you need a franchise changer. And he said a bunch of different things, and I found them all interesting. One, yes, he continues to give you the line about Daniel Jones and his ability, the physical tools, his age, the commitment with the contract they made to him, how they believe in him. Yes, there's yes, there's obviously uh, players in this draft at the quarterback position. We're going to add a quarterback one way or another. We obviously need another quarterback in the room, whether it be Tyrod Taylor, whether it be someone in the draft, either at the top in our sixth pick or later on, whatever the case may be. Daniel Jones has the confidence 
of this franchise. And the more he says it, again, the more I just refuse to believe exactly what he's saying because you cannot have faith in a in a player in Daniel Jones who really, unfortunately, all you have to say is he won a playoff game in Minnesota. That's all you have to say. You can talk about tools all you want. It hasn't resulted in winning or offense his entire career. And we can point to all the different reasons for that. The offensive line, the this, the that, we get it. I understand it. But ultimately, the Giants are in a position where they have to take a chance to bring in a a quarterback prospect and allow their head coach in Brian Dable to do what he does best. You cannot have faith in a quarterback in Daniel Jones who is now facing another year coming off season-ending surgery, having re-injured his neck again last year, then blowing out his ACL. You cannot treat that quarterback the same way anymore. You can't have the same level of confidence. And I don't think Jane, I don't think Joe Shane does, quite honestly, because he also talked about the idea of staying the course of the rebuild. Right, he's talked about it. it takes a long time. Everybody wants to, you know, it's the third year. Everybody's expecting stuff. It's New York, but ultimately, we believe in the process. We have a lot of holes to fill. Like he'll tell you all that. Ultimately, they were brought here, and this is why I feel fairly confident the Giants are looking into a quarterback. They were brought here to rebuild this organization and take it from the depths that it hit under Joe Judge, the darkness that had overcome and overrun this franchise to a level we haven't seen since before Bill Parcells, since before George Young. That's how long it goes back. The last time you have a a glimpse of a six, seven, eight-year run as bad as what Joe Shane stepped into with this giant team. And the one-year pop-up season where, yes, the quarterback played better than you thought he would, the quarterback had a tremendous game in the playoffs, and the quarterback won a road playoff game, that doesn't change what they're trying to do here. They are in rebuild this franchise from top to bottom. And I still believe that when you look at a rebuild, And when you look at shaping your franchise and changing the direction that a franchise has been in for half a decade, there's one spot to look at first, plain and simple. You look at the quarterback position. Now, we'll see if they're willing to trade up. I think they do love their picks. Right, they're they're proud. They have as many picks in the top seventy. They have four picks in the top seventy. They and I'm sure they're looking forward to using all of them. So I don't know if the proposition of trading a lot of those picks, which make no mistake, just to move up to three, you're looking at the swap of your first round pick. You're looking at losing this second round pick. You're probably looking at losing next year's second round pick. That's just to move up three slots to get the third best quarterback of this draft. Because we all know, despite whatever noise is going on in Chicago, whether or not Evan wants to tell you they'd be willing to trade this one or that, like whatever the case may be, it, it's 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 past, and I had visions of maybe them holding on to fields. I think we're past that. Caleb Williams is going to be drafted first by the Chicago Bears. I doubt they're moving that pick. So now you're looking at moving up for either Drake May, who has been working with Eli Manning, who I think everybody likes. 
you know, a legitimate pocket passer, stands tall, throws the ball well, and then Daniels, the 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 Heisman Trophy winner and probably the best athlete of all the quarterbacks on the, uh, in this draft in a very highly uh, uh, touted, long-time heavily touted quarterback draft. And we'll see other guys. I told you yesterday, as we get to the combine and as the workouts start and as we watch all this, we're going to hear all the different names that are going to run up the draft board. One being, for me, it's already started. It's going to continue as J.J. McCarthy. He is going to shoot up all of these projections. Every year there's a quarterback who shoots up. And he is going to be at the top of this second tier. Right After the playoff and after the championship game, it was Michael Penix kind of at the top. Of that secondary tier after the top three, you're quite. You, I think you're seeing now that it's going to be J.J. McCarthy is going to be that quarterback who moves up to the top. So whether it's figuring out something later in the draft, or whether it is hopefully, you know, maybe one of those three falling at six, or it is taking a J.J. McCarthy or a Michael Penix six, or doing something like that. I don't know what the Giants view as their answer at quarterback, but what I do know is that Joe Shane, who answered tough questions, he did a call-in show with John Schmelk on Giants Radio and was directly you know, confronted with a fan who feels like I do, that we, yeah, sure, I feel I like Daniel Jones. He's done a, a considering the circumstance. Yeah, I get it. He, he, was, he was brought into a very difficult situation, and it wasn't easy to overcome, but he didn't. And now you're looking at him being injured. There's just games where he hasn't played well. There's just offense and points that he hasn't been able to produce. It's come with a lot of losing the tenure of Daniel Jones. And now he's under a contract that you probably don't want to continue to pay long-term, although it doesn't look as bad now as you're moving forward and the more cap space and everything like that. But still, it's it's just for a guy who's already had the injuries, I just can't imagine moving forward long-term with Daniel Jones. And Joe Shane was confronted by a caller uh, to his call and uh, show that he was on with Giants Radio uh, by someone who feels the way I do. And he just, you know, he laughed it off. Hey, he's talented. We believe in him. We have faith in him. It's just, it feels rote. It feels rehearsed. I'm not saying he's lying because they paid him money. I think they do have faith in Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones quite clearly is going to be the starting quarterback at some point, hopefully at the beginning of the year, if he's healthy enough and can return from the surgery of the torn ACL, he's going to be the starting quarterback at some point this upcoming season. There's no doubt about that. So you can't go out there and, A, downplay him, whether it's because you know he's, you're going to have to sell him to the fans as the starting quarterback next year. And as well, you don't want to hide what you're trying to do at the top of this draft. You don't want to make it clear that you are destined to take a quarterback, that you are trying to move up. You want to play possum. And Joe Shane, moving into this draft, is trying to play possum. The more and more I hear him speak, the more and more I'm convinced of it. And that's how he talks about the quarterback, Daniel Jones. Now, how he talks about the running back, Saquon Barkley, feels a little bit different, doesn't it? And that's where, like, these two guys have been, obviously, when you're drafted second overall and then sixth overall in back-to-back seasons on a miserable football team, you are going to be the face of that franchise and the talking point of that franchise. So those two names that have been the focal point of this franchise for more than half a decade continue to be. And if you listen to Joe Shane talk about Saquon Barkley, it feels a little bit different. Yes, the flowers are there. Yes, we love the player. We love he's a leader of this team. He's important to this team. Uh, We still believe he can play, everything like that. But when it comes to 
whether or not he's going to be on this team or how they view him or the contract, it's not the same thing because the running back isn't the same thing. And despite earlier reports that I discussed yesterday on this very show that it felt like, or the reports were, they would not use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. Well, Joe Shane changed that narrative and flat out came out and said that that is still very much on the table, that he was taken aback by how much the salary cap went up and when you take that into consideration, it's $12.1 million to cap him for a second consecutive year, and that's on the table. And when you make that kind of statement to a running back, especially as we're hearing other running backs not be capped, he's talked about the different guys in free agency, Eckler and and all the other running backs, Moss, and different guys who are going to be out there in free agency, let alone some of the guys that are going to be in the you know later – in the draft, you know, Corum out of out of uh, Michigan and some of the, the running back out of Texas, some of the different guys. And if you look up and down this league, running backs, the stud running backs of this league are drafted second round, third round, fourth round. You can find running backs all over. So Saquon Barkley, who wants to be a giant, and the Giants, who want Saquon Barkley to be a giant, and Joe Shane, who wants Saquon Barkley to be a giant, talks a little bit differently, and is playing hardball, and that's exactly the right thing to do. And I've said it for a while, I am perfectly okay if Saquon Barkley is not a part of this franchise moving forward. I think he's an excellent running back. I think he's a good leader. I think there's a lot to like about Saquon Barkley, no doubt about it. But the fact of the matter is, as I just told you, I believe the Giants still think they are in a long-time build to turn over a franchise that has been heading the wrong direction for a decade. I think they believe that they are in the mists of changing the feel and tone of this entire team. And unfortunately, when you look at what a running back provides, he is not a tone changer. As much as as great as he is, as much as a leader as he is, when you look at the running back position, especially for a 28-year-old, he's going to be 28 next year, I believe, a 28-year-old running back who gets hurt every single year, who's already had a torn ACL, and who, quite frankly, has not impacted winning for this franchise enough. This is exactly how the Giants should handle it. You don't want to talk contract? Let's go hit free agency, see what you can get. If Or if we have to tag you because we want you for one year, because that's what we value for is one year at a time on these deals. You don't want to take a one-year deal friendly. You don't want to take a two-year deal friendly. Okay, we'll tag you. We'll draft someone later. We'll figure it out without you. And that's exactly how the Giants should handle it. Saquon Barkley, as much as we like him, and as much as any Giant fan or pundit can point to what the offense looks like without him and what the team is, has done without him, I'd like you to point to where they've been successful with them. See if you could find any success for this Giants franchise since 2011. I dare you. So sure, when Saquon Barkley doesn't play, their offense takes a hit. They don't have much of a backup. If they go into a season with a designate with with the idea of a different game plan at the running back position, they'll be fine. There's guys in free agency. There's guys via trade. There's guys in the draft. And Joe Shane pretty much just came out and told you, hey, we got the franchise tag available to us. We'll let him, worst comes to worst, he can go see what his market is in this drawn-out, fledgling, 
failing running back market where you're seeing running backs hit the market, guys like Eckler, like all these different guys all hitting the market. Teams aren't in any rush to keep them, and you can't tell. I mean, I understand the the disaster and the underachieving franchise that the, the Chargers have been, but are you going to tell me that Saquon Barkley's been any more dynamic or any more productive or any more important to his team than Eckler has been to the Chargers? And yet they're in no rush. This is the position, unfortunately, for Saquon Barkley. And as you listen to Joe Shane, you get all the flowers, all the love. We're perfectly fine with Joe with 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 our quarterback situation. Daniel Jones is a young, talented kid. We have faith in him. We gave him a long-term deal. We paid him the bag. And Saquon Barkley, sure, he's good for the room, but he's a running back. And if we need the tag, then we'll use the tag. Hardball with Saquon Barkley. Flowers for Daniel Jones. More of the same from Joe Shane. And I don't believe any of it, at least when it comes to the quarterback. The Giants are in the market for a quarterback. The more and more I hear, it's the more and more he's placating to the fans who love him in Daniel Jones, which there are too many of, quite honestly. But it's more about just the idea of they might have to move forward with him. They did give him money, so it seems like it's contrary to go against them a year after giving him a big-time contract. And two, they're playing coy at what they plan on doing at number six. But the more and more I hear Joe Shane talk about the confidence they have in Daniel Jones, the more and more I hear someone trying to convince themselves and trying to convince you. And it's not working on me, Joe Shane. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. I got you for another two and a half hours or so until five o'clock in the warm-up show. The, uh, the Knicks, again, just especially without Brunson and Hartenstein, uh, Brunson and Hartenstein completely depleted in a loss to the Pelicans. We can get into the Knicks. The baseball season is still upon us, and I still, I guess I need to say it. Here are my two things I will say every day from now until something happens with the situation. Yankee fans, Blake Snell is not coming here. No matter how many times John Heyman tells you they should because Scott Boris is convincing him to do so, no matter how many times you hear a Yankee talk about, ooh, Juan Soto said Snell would be great for the Yankees. Okay, Juan. I'll tell you how I feel about that. Let me tell you exactly what I would say back to Juan Soto if he wants Blake Snell on this team. But it's not happening. Blake Snell is not going to be a Yankee. We'll discuss that more further. And the Mets, go get Jordan Montgomery. I will say those two things every day until something happens with that situation. The Yankees are not getting Snell. The Mets need to go get Montgomery.